Hey there. I am so happy that you are able to join us for this episode of the Author's Way podcast. So we did something a little bit different this week. So a few weeks ago, I had an opportunity to participate in a Chief Meetup. If you're not familiar with Chief, take a look at it, especially if you're an executive woman. Um, so it's an organization specifically for executive women to help them with networking, with learning, with all kinds of things that help them in their careers. And it's, it's a great organization. There's lots and lots of people that um, are members of the organization. So if you're an executive woman and you're looking for something new to really kind of help jumpstart some things, I would definitely check it out. So a few weeks ago, I was invited to speak at a chief event, and this recording that you're about to hear is from that, that meetup. Um, it was great. I had a great conversation with, with a bunch of really smart, uh, successful women. We talked about writing books. We talked about um, limiting beliefs and the things that might hold us back. We talked about resources and they had some really, really great questions that I had a, a chance to answer. So take a listen. And, you know, like I said, if you're if you're an executive woman and you're looking for a good resource, check out Chief. Um, or, you know, if, if you're looking to write a book, check out my website, execurite.com. It's in the it's, um, you know, ways to contact me are in the show notes. Would love to hear your story. We'll love to hear what you have going on in the world. Thanks. Enjoy. I am really excited uh, to have everybody joining us today and to be hosting this meetup with Jennifer. Um, my name is Tina Frausto. I recently became in transition a little unexpectedly, but um, prior to that, I was a transformation executive at UKG where we were focused on bringing the two legacy companies of Ultimate Software and the uh, Kronos Group together to form UKG. Um, I have spent um, my entire career, which is probably more years than I want to admit these days, but it's, you know, 30-ish um, in male-dominated organizations and industries. So um, I'm very familiar with the challenge of um, demonstrating my expertise in an area in order to get my next role or my next promotion. So um, several months back, I started thinking about my what's next. This was clearly before I knew I was going to need it so quickly. Um, but I started thinking about my what's next, and it became clear pretty quickly that I would need to be published, either a book or more content and articles um, for LinkedIn so that I could demonstrate that I was an influencer. Um, and to elevate my visibility out on those platforms, which um, I'm also in the transition group at Chief, and I'm hearing a lot of similar things. So many of you maybe are thinking about that as well, or have already come across that. And uh, again, I had no idea how to get started with a book. Um, I could have tried, and I probably would have stood in my office for days just going, what, what, how? You know, where, where do I go next? So I reached out to my good friend and uh, colleague, Jennifer Wright. Um, Jennifer also has years of experience in male-dominated organizations. Um, she's been in a number of Fortune 100 companies, including Verizon, Equifax, um, and Oracle. Um, so she knows how to navigate those waters as well. 
Um, Jen's also a stand-up comedian, by the way. So <laughs> um, it's never a dull moment when we're working together. I always have lots of laughs. So I always enjoy my time with Jennifer. Um, Jen left corporate America to pursue her passion where she took her English degree and her experience in corporate America to create a program that ties supporting women leaders um, with her process for creating and publishing materials. Like I said, books, articles, content. So um, today we're gonna explore some of the things that Jennifer's learned. Um, and like I said, some of the tips that she has for us. So Jen, I did a quick intro there, uh, but why don't you uh, take a few minutes and tell us your story. Thank you so much, Tina. And thank you for such a lovely introduction. Um, I, I appreciate it. Uh, you have lots of kind words that I don't know that I always deserve. So, so oh. thank you. Um, so, um, so I'll start a just give you a little bit of my story. Um, so when I was a kid, I really hated my last name. So my last name is right beginning with a W and many of you may have had this experience. You know, when you start school, what do they do? They put you in alphabetical order. So I was always in the back corner of the room, like for many, many years, that's where I ended up. And what happened was I sat in the back of the room and, you know, I was kind of back there and kind of invisible. And so I started reading a lot, almost from the time that I could read, I read a lot. And then I started writing and I wrote and I wrote um, thousands of pages over the years that I never, that no one ever saw. And it really, it, it, I felt isolated. And I think that's where some of my, my introverted tendencies came from. But I also learned that I really enjoyed it because I did like kind of sitting back there and being creative and making up stories and writing down ideas. And so that just kind of happened, you know, from elementary school through high school through, um, you know, through college. And I ended up an English major. I ended up an English teacher. And I just always, I always wrote a lot. And, but I never did anything with it because I, I kind of one of those people that, and I, I think it was the introversion. I was kind of one of those people that just didn't feel like I had anybody wanted to hear my voice. I ended up in corporate America just kind of by chance. It's an interesting story. If we ever sit down and have a drink, um, it's kind of a weird story how that sort of happened. And I never really fit completely. I, I was pretty good at my job. I was pretty good at, at what I did, but I never really fit. So I stepped out a couple of different times. And one of the times I stepped out, I became a freelance copywriter which I really enjoyed. And what I found is I really enjoyed sharing other people's stories. And I really enjoyed helping other people share their stories and share their voices, even though I wasn't completely comfortable sharing my own. And I found I had a gift for it. So I ended back up in a corporate job, but a friend of mine approached me one day and she said, you know, I've got this book I wanna write and I don't really know how to do it. You have experience in writing you know all about how to manage things. You know, at the time I was doing business processes, I was doing project management. She said, can you help me? So we did, we, we sat down and we worked on her book and, and about eight months later, we published it. And then I just went off and continued with my job and did, and, and, you know, did what we all do. 
And she came to me again a couple of years later. She said, I've got a second book. So we um, we published her second book. And through that time, I was really starting thinking about what my next thing was. I knew I wasn't going to stay where I was much longer. And I finally just kind of stepped out of that job. Didn't really have my next thing defined yet, but I thought I'd explore it. And what eventually, I started doing some executive coaching. And what I found is that a lot of the people I was coaching were trying to figure out how to get their their voices out there and how to get their ideas and become more visible. So that sort of transitioned into creating a coaching around writing books. And I found that number one, I just love people. Um, I love to help people get their information out into the world. First of all, while I'm doing that, I learned so much about who they are and what they do, what their expertise is. And then I see after they get the book out there, how it then creates opportunities for them. And so that's why I decided to really start focusing on this book writing process for people. And in the process, what I found is that I started getting my own voice out there while I was helping them to get theirs out into the world. And, and it's just, it's really helped me to grow myself. So that's what I do now. I, I'm a book writer. I'm a book writing consultant and a coach, and I'm building a, a publishing company, company, a full service publishing company. So, um, and it's exciting and it's scary and it's a lot of fun. It has led me to meet and work with some of the most interesting people that, and, and which is, which is the most exciting part for me. And the other thing it's helped me do is help people to understand that writing a book doesn't have to be scary. It can be a very joyful experience. And that, that's really what I encourage people to do that to, do you find the joy in it and find the fun in it? And it can really, really help people become more visible and share their expertise and really share who they are with the world. So, so that's kind of what I, why I do what I do now. Um, so now that you've been doing this for a little bit and you have helped many people with their books and their content, what are some of the things that you've learned so far about writing a book? Oh gosh, there's so much. Um, yeah, well, it's, I should have caveated that with okay, in like you know three minutes or less. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you. So I started doing a little bit of research about it, and one of the things that I uncovered was about you know based on based on a few surveys that have that have taken place, about eighty percent of the people out there. Um, and this sur these surveys were conducted in the U.S., so, so the data is based on U.S. audience. Um, about 80% of the people out there want to write a book. They think that they have information. They think that they have stories. They think that they have skills and experiences that will help other people, and they want to write a book. Then if you start breaking it down further, only 24% of people have actually started a book. Only 6% of people actually have gotten past the first half. 
And then if you look at how many, and, and I know that we, we look out at, our, especially when, when we're in the types of environments we're in, when we're in the business environment, you, we do see a lot of people um, in our communities who are publishing books. But if you look, really look at the numbers, it's a tiny percentage. It's like a zero, zero, zero point one, maybe even lower than that of the people out there have actually published a book. So it's not as prevalent as you think it is. And, and some people will tell me, they'll say, oh, I don't, you know, maybe I've missed the opportunity. There's so many people out there publishing now. Um, what am I going to say that's different? And I mean, we all have expertise. We all have skills. We all have stories. We all have things that we've learned throughout our lives and throughout our, our careers that is valuable information to share. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in the positions that we are. That we are. So um, I highly encourage people to, to really explore it. Now, if it, and I have some people, they're like, yeah, that's just not something I'm interested in. That's totally fine. Um, but if it's something you've thought about, the process does not have to be difficult and, you know, it can be, it can be a lot of fun. So um, if, I mean, I'd love to see those percentages go up. I'd love to see more than 20% of people starting their books and more than 6% of people um, publishing them are, you know, getting, getting more of their books done and getting them published. So, you know, that's just a, and it, it, it's just us getting past those things that keep us from, you know, from doing. And there's a lot of reasons that people have that are holding them back. And that's one of the things I try to try to help them get past. Jen, are those numbers um, women only or is that total population? That's total population. When you look at women, um, I, I did some interesting uh, research not long ago. What I was looking for, the reason I started the research is... I myself am looking for to get on more stages um, as a speaker. So I was really kind of researching who are some people out there doing it that I could follow and I could, I could, you know, sort of see how they're, you know, how they're approaching it. And I had a lot of people giving me advice of, you know, go out and see what um, Grant Cardone is doing or go out and see what Gary Vee is doing and go out and see what these are. But they were all men. All the people that they were recommending to me were all men. I'm like, well, what about the women? So I started doing some research and I was really kind of shocked and a little bit disappointed that I wasn't finding as many like strong influencer women there. Don't get me wrong. There are lots of them out there. But when, when I look at like the top, the men always come up first. Then when I started looking at leadership books, so, so books um, in like the leadership categories, I was still seeing more men than women. And there were even a couple of, a couple of lists that I came across around leadership books. And so one, for instance, there were, this was a hundred leadership books that you should consider reading in 23. And it took me like really digging down into the list before I found the women authors. And, but there are women authors out there. They're just not, they're not being raised up to the level that I think they should be. So um, that's when I really started thinking maybe I, I got this new mission and I'm like, I really want to help 
more women in the leadership space, more women executives, women that have, you know, run organizations, women that have run companies to get themselves out there and become um, bigger influencers in the leadership space, be on more stages, be on more podcasts, be on more, you know, more of, of everything and be become much more visible. So that's that's kind of one of my one of my goals now is to really work with this level of women, the women on um, in chief, the women on this this meeting to help them really, if that's what they desire to get become influencers um, by using books, by using content um, and, and really get out there. So um, I know you mentioned that the women are published there. They're out there. It's not as elevated. And I know Suzanne joined a little bit early and she and I shared a common, you know, comment about we want to write a book, but it doesn't seem like there's enough time or we don't know how to get started. What are you, what have you learned or what are you hearing from the women that you're working with about um, why they're not published or why they haven't written a book? You know, there's a lot of reasons and it's, a lot of it revolves around time. Um, A lot of it revolves around limiting beliefs and, um, you know, and, and this isn't necessarily just women. This is, we tell, you know, we have stories that we tell ourselves about, you know, what do I have to share that has some already hasn't been shared? Um, I don't have time. I don't have, you know, and I think as women, we do tend to have a lot more, uh, a lot more responsibilities outside of our careers. You know, a lot of women are the ones that are taking care of the fa- taking care of the families. We're getting the kids to soccer practice. Practice. We're doing all of these other things on top of working a full time plus job, and so the time becomes a really big factor. And I even one of the things that I discovered for myself, it wasn't even just time; it was um, energy. Mm, okay. So when I was working a full-time job, I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get this book written or I'm going to do all these other things. And I found, you know, after 12 hours in the office, I, my brain just wasn't being creative and book writing is a creative process. So, um, it's hard to kind of switch from the energy that you need to work your job to the energy that you need to be creative and come up with your ideas for your book. So um, so then you just have to find ways and exercises and practice that help practices that help you do that. Um, but there's, there's a lot of ways to address it. I talked to a very interesting author last week, actually. She left her job at GE, became a consultant, Now she works like a six month consultant gig and then she spends six months working on her book. So there's lots of different ways you can approach it. And that that may not be the right thing for everybody, but. Nobody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but there's always ways that we can have the conversations and figure out how to fit it into your life. If that's one of your goals. Um, So I also, so this fascinating story of this, um, I read it the other day. This man had had this book he wanted to write. He was a cashier 
like at a grocery store or, or, and he was working a couple of jobs, you know, trying to make ends meet. He wrote his book on receipt papers, <laughs> on the back of receipt papers. He had thousands of receipt papers. And so he, when there was a law, he would write ideas down and he created a book out of it. So there's lots of ways to find time to, to do it. Um, you might just have to get a little creative sometimes. Yeah, I know you've mentioned to me a few times, right? Um, start a daily log or start a daily, daily journal, um, mm -hmm. which I use yours. I know there's a, a million ways to do it. I happen to use Jennifer's, um, which just prompts a question and jot some things down and doing that day after day is very mm -hmm. helpful. So whether it's receipts, I guess, or whatever it was that he was writing on or some sort of a daily journal, I guess that's a great way to, to get started. Um, I know, so help me think through, like, I'm not going to get, if I write a book, I know I'm not going to get rich off of that book. As nice as that would be, <laughs> right, to be a bestseller and go on all these speaking, you know, engagements and all, it's not going to happen. Um, so as I'm thinking about writing the book or finishing the book, um, what, what can I use the book for? What else do I get out of writing a book? So one of the questions that I get the most is how do I sell my book? Once I, once I write it and some people get nervous. They're like, what if I put all this work into writing this book and then I can't sell it? So there are absolutely ways, there are processes you can use to to get your book published and get your book out into the world um, and, and make money off of the sales of the books. People do it. Um, however, there are also other options. So the, the friend of mine I told you about that, you know, we wrote her, her two books together. She uses her books to help promote her business. Um, she's, a, she's a business coach. And she will tell you that writing my book changed my life. And she said it changed my business. Um, she uses them to get on speaking stages. She uses them to, um, when she goes to a conference, she gives her book out to people. It can be a great big business card. And one of the things, if you do a lot of networking, um, and this is one of the things that, that I find, I, I love about having a book is if you hand someone a business card, they may write your business, your information down. They may put it in, in their phone. If you give some a book, someone a book, it's going to sit on their desk. It's going to sit on their counter. They're going to see it over and over and over. It may sit on their bookshelf. So, um, but, but it gets your name in front of them over and over and over. So I find it to be a great tool to just get yourself in, in front of people and make it memorable. So, so there's that. There's also ways that you can use a book if you're, um, if you're wanting to get into, for instance, a C-suite position, if you're wanting to get into a, um, you know, a higher level position, having a book actually kind of makes you a little unique in that. And it helps showcase your expertise and helps tell your story. So, you know, if you wanna get on speaking stages, that's a great tool to use. And I also kind of look at it as, as sort of a circular. One of the things I do with my clients is I help them build their community. A book is a great way to help build your community. And once you have a book, you can use your community 
to help help you market your book and buy or they'll buy your book. And then your community helps you meet whatever other goals you have set for yourself. If you want to start a business, if you want to get on more stages, if you want to meet more people in your market, they kind of feed off each other and you can build your community and you can build your book, you know, get more copies of your book out to more people. My goal is always not necessarily selling the book, but getting into it into as many hands as possible in any way, whether I give it away, whether I encourage. So one of the things I do with my book is um, if you buy the book off my website, you get two, one for yourself and one to gift. And you still pay the same price, but you get two that that just gets more books into more hands and more people know, know you. I love that. So there's lots of ways to approach it. I like to look at getting books into the most hands as possible and your name and your face in front of the most people as possible. Um, more so than selling more books. But, but that's one of the things we talk about. You know, what are your goals? And then we figure out what the plan is to help you meet them. Nice. I see in the chat, I am watching the questions um, and I see there's lots of good comments out there. So I'm going to, I'm going to circle back around to those questions here in just a minute. There are a number of folks on that have already published a book. Um, and there are a number of us that are either in the process or haven't started yet. Like again, Suzanne joined a little bit earlier. We were talking about, you know, it's how, how do we get started? So um, Jen, can you share a little bit about for those who maybe haven't started their book yet, how they might be able to get started or some things that they should think about? So um, getting started is, for me, one of the things I like to look at is what is your purpose? What is your purpose for your life? What is your purpose for your book? What are your goals? What do you want to get out of it? Um, and I think once you understand your purpose, then you can create content that helps you fulfill your purpose. You can look at who your audience is to make sure that you're you've got the right audience to help fulfill your purpose. So to me, it's it's really all about purpose and your why. Um, so that's really the first thing that, that I talk to people about is really understanding what your purpose. And a lot of times they come in and they're not sure. So we have a lot of conversations about that to make sure, because we don't want to do all of this work and then you, you know, you not know what to do with it once you're done. So it's, it's really, there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of um, information that we put together to make sure because it's, it's a commitment. And a lot of people, I talked to someone the other day and he told me, he said, it took me 10 years to write my book. And I tell most people probably plan for about 12 months. I'm not saying it takes everybody 12 months. Some people can do it more quickly. But um, but you don't want to put that amount of commitment in anything and then not know what to do with it. So we spend a lot of time talking about that. Um, and then it's just a matter of starting to brainstorm, starting to look at your content. What do you want to write about? Who do you want to write for? Um, and if anybody's interested, I actually have a tool that I use to, to help with that. Um, and it's, it's a free tool. You can, you know, you can download it. I'll, I'll pop the link into the chat so you can access that. And it's, it really just asks the questions that I typically ask when I sit down with someone. So it can help you kind of get started and start thinking about how you want to, you know, how you want to approach it. 
So that really is the first step. It's just is just figuring out what you want to do, what your goals are, and and then start, you know, how do you how do you then start sharing all of that with the world? Nice. And I like the fact that you kind of have it set up as a process because if I have a process to follow, I am far more mm -hmm. likely to get it across the finish line than yes. if I am just kind of free-forming it. I know that works for a lot of people. Um, I'm not one of them. <laughs> so the more structure yes. that I can put around it, the better the thought process, the easier it is for me to do it. So, um, Yeah, well, and that's kind of the next step also. So once we understand where you want to go with it, then we go into the planning process. And I know a lot of you, you know, understand that, you know, without a plan, it's very hard to, to get to where you're going. So then we start, you know, really, and, and we build out an actual plan with a timeline and really talk about how do you, um, how do you get through all of the different, what are all the different steps and how do you, how do you get through all of them? So, um, and we talk about all the additional things you need, you know, maybe you need a graphic designer to, um, for your cover, maybe you need, yeah, and we do talk about the publishing process. What, what process do you want to use for publishing? What do you want to, so there's a lot of decisions that need to be made and, and then there's a lot of actions that need to be taken. So, so we line those all up and, and make sure that we're, you know, we're moving through the process and getting you know, getting stuff done. Nice. I've, I've seen a lot of recommendations as well um, from some of the chiefs out there that have written books that are, you know, they're kind of putting out there some ideas about how they got started and how they allocated time. Um, <clears throat> a couple things I know, you know, again, Suzanne and I chatting in the beginning for just a minute there. Um, Suzanne mentioned that she thought it would be great. I'm going to, I am going to give everybody the option to unmute here in just a minute because we do have the questions we're going to go through. And then I think we're going to even end up with a few extra minutes if anyone has other comments that they want to throw out there or questions. But, you know, Suzanne was saying, hey, it might even be nice if we had a chief meeting or scheduled time where we got together for an hour or two hours a week or whatever um, to, to write. Um, so anyway, that was a thought that was thrown out before we actually started the meeting. So I thought I would throw it out again. And if anybody's interested in something like that, we can pop that in the chat as well, or in the discussion, um, the discussion section of the meetup afterwards. And maybe we can see about a group of us supporting each other through writing our books mm -hmm. um, and helping to hold each other accountable to make that time to mm -hmm. get the books done. Um, so, uh, yep. Uh, I'm again seeing lots of good uh, good recommendations out here. Um, Jen, before I open it up, I'm I'm going to give everybody the option or the ability to unmute if I can do this correctly in Zoom without like disconnecting everybody. Any other thoughts that you have um, as far as um, again, we've got it. It feels like based on the comments that I'm seeing out here, and I'm just glancing at them while we're talking. But feels like we have a good number of people that have already published books and written books. We have some that are in the process, and we have some that are looking to get started. Um, any thoughts that you have based on what you've learned so far and the clients that you've worked with that might be helpful to any of those groups um, as they're in the middle or starting their processes? So one of the big, big decisions that you need to make when you're going through the process is how you want to publish. And there are options out there. And I'm seeing some things in the chat, people talking about agents and talking about publishers. 
So what I love about the environment that we're in right now is there are so many ways that we can do it and we can make it very easy for ourselves. Um, I love the fact that um, Amazon has has given people um, the option to self-publish. And that's what I, with my clients, that is that is what we do quite a bit. Most of my clients choose to self-publish. Um, and what I do is I um, I walk them through that process. They own the content, they own the copyright, they own everything. Um, and so it, and then they have the ability to make changes if they need to that, um, and all of that. So I love that process. If you don't want to do that, then there are, you can definitely go the traditional publishing route. That's typically, typically a little bit longer process and it, and there's a process to it to find publishers. Um, but you know, that's an option. And then there's kind of a middle ground option, um, there's a hybrid option. There's quite a few companies out there that do, um, you know, they they do the publishing process for you. Um, it's more of a paid option as opposed to, uh, you know, the traditional pu publishers may offer you a, um, you know, an advance. An advance is really just, you know, confidence that they'll be able to sell enough books there are pros and cons of each option and I usually when we get into these deeper conversations I usually walk people through the pros and the cons uh so and then there a lot of times I have people who go ahead and self-publish because you can get the book out there more quickly and then pursue the traditional publishing route so um don't think I want people to understand that don't think you have to choose one or the other you know and that's and you know that's something that we that we have the a lot of conversations about and really talk about um what you get out of each option and find the one that's right for you so it's and you know think about it think about it also you may know someone that publishes published using one of those methods and loved it, you may find someone who published using the same method and hated it. Uh, it's it's finding the thing that works for where you want to go. And that's why we have such a big conversation about goals. Um, once we know the goals and we can, we can pick the option that works the best for you. Okay. I, there was a question early on um, around chat GPT. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts around um, publishing? Wait a minute. What? Yeah. What are the publishing thoughts on content that is developed via Chat GPT? So I'm still exploring Chat GPT. I have concerns, and so part of it, um, I have kind of both positive and negative thoughts about it. Um, one of the things that I focus my clients on is story. I think story is important, whether you're telling your story, you're telling a client's story, you're telling, you know, anyone's story. I think the story is important. I think the story is what makes us, helps us connect to one another. Um, you can absolutely share data and information, but, but if the story's missing, I think it, I think it makes it more challenging for your audience to connect. So from that perspective, chat GPT, I don't think 
can tell your story. So um, my concern is that people will start using it to share information. Just sharing information, I don't feel is enough. That's my opinion, but I don't feel is enough. I think you have to get the story in there. I think chat GPT could be an interesting tool to help identify topics, to help create some content, but I also want to be careful that we're not creating a lot of books just for the, the sake of just having a bunch of books out there, because I think we could flood the market with a bunch of not so great information. Um, so I, if you want, to, there's nothing wrong with using chat GPT. Everybody has the ability to make their own choice. Um, I would be careful about the quality of the content that you're putting out. And if you're just putting in, out information without something that helps people connect to you, I, I don't know that it's as helpful as if you create a book that's really authentic to you. Um, so that, you know, those are based on what I know right now, those are, those are my thoughts about it. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to get mm -hmm. through the questions. So everyone should have the ability to unmute at this point. So while I'm scrolling through the chat to try to make sure that I asked Jen all the questions that y'all had out there, if you want to unmute and ask her a question or make a comment or share some, you know, share some ideas that you have, please feel free to do that. Um, Jen, are you aware of any publishers out there that are known to invest or support authors um, who are women of color? I do know of a couple of publishers that are women of color. Um, so if you want to reach out to me, I can give you their information. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just had an interview with, um, his name is Kwame Johnson. He's here in Atlanta. He um, is the CEO of Big Brothers, Big, Sister, Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta, and his publisher is a um, is a women owned business um, and a women woman of color. Yeah, and she's very very good. Nice. Yep. Nice. Um, let's see. Do people allocate a day or certain hours of the day to write? And I know Suzanne had to drop, but maybe we can get an answer and it's recorded so she can come back and get it. Um, and that I get, it. I think that that was probably as much directed to everybody on the call as it is directed to you, but would love to hear your thoughts, Jen, on what, what have some of your clients done? Are they, are they putting aside a day? Are they putting aside hours? Are they going away on a retreat and writing their books? So it varies. Um, and you'll hear me say this a lot, but it does, it does vary. You have to kind of find what works for you. I know people that say, I'm going to write for 30 minutes every day. And that is awesome. And they get tons done. I personally, and my, my method is a little bit different. I write when it comes to me. Um, I will have things that will come to me at different times and Certain times of the day are better for me than others. I don't have a morning routine. I know that's become kind of a big thing for a lot of people is a morning routine. I like sitting and enjoying my coffee in the morning. I don't write in the morning. I write at other times of the day. I love to tell the story about Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou was so, this was before she was ever published. I don't know if 
um, you know, who knows this, but Maya Angelou was a streetcar driver um, in San Francisco. And any, she kept note cards with her. And anytime she had a few minutes to write down, you know, jot down notes, write down an idea, even if she was sitting at a red light, she would grab the note cards and she would, she would jot them down. She was so committed to her writing. She would take every like two minute break she had and pull her note out, her note cards out and write them down. So, um, so there's lots of different methods. There's another method out there um, where you can use a timer. You can set aside like a day or a half a day. You can use a timer and set like 45 minute um, chunks of time. So write for 45 minutes, take a 10 minute break. Write for 45 minutes, take a 10 minute break. There are lots and lots of methods out there and I'm happy to share with anyone some of the ones that I've seen that work really well. Um, I, the point is to find what works for you. I've also had people tell me, I'm gonna, I was gonna sit down and write for 30 minutes every morning and I sat down and I didn't know what to write. <laughs> so I think that's why I'm I'm so I'm such a big fan of of helping people find the method that works for them. Yeah. Not everything works for everybody. So you can try a lot of different things and find what what really works. I like mixing it up. Um, you know, I'll I'll go away for a weekend and have a writing weekend. Um, I'll do you know, okay, this week I'm going to, I'm going to have a glass of wine and write every evening after I'm done with the day. So, I mean, I, I, tr I do different methods. So I think it's just a matter of finding what works for you. Okay. I haven't found mine yet. Um, <laughs> I'm still working on it. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, well, I, you know, I was that student in college that was like, I know I have a term paper. Okay, I'm going to start it really early. And I would sit down to write and start working on my term paper and there was nothing there, right? And inevitably, I ended up at the last minute trying to pull together, you know, a major term paper or something like that. So um, anyway, okay, so any, any other questions or any ideas or thoughts that y'all have on your minds? I know I was personally looking for the pixie dust that Jen could give me and, uh, you know, poof, my book would be done because, boy, I would like it to happen that way. But I don't think that's going to happen. Well, and one piece of one piece of information, and I, I alluded to it before, um, this is one of those things. You don't have to write a book. It's a choice. Um so why not make it fun? Why not make it joyful? Um, don't, I, I talk to so many people, they're like, oh, I want to get my book done and now I'm stressed about it. Um, you know, and we are who we are and I do that too. Um, but I really want people to, to find ways to make it so that when you're done with it, it's like, look what I did and I had so much fun doing it. Uh, and, and then when you talk about it, you know, that's, that's the way you can talk about it because it's, it, it can be, um, a lot of fun. And also one of the things I like to share with people is if you're not ready to write a book, maybe you start with a blog, maybe we, you start with articles, maybe you start with a podcast, maybe you're good at, you're good at talking, but you're not 
you're not so great at writing. So maybe you start a podcast. I also, and I, I see a lot more people doing this. They're like, I can't sit down and write. I can talk about my stuff all day long. Use your phone. There's every, every phone out there now has a recorder on it. Turn on your recorder and record what you're saying. There is a, a tool out there called rev.com, R-E-V.com. There's other tools. This isn't the only one. I use Rev because it, it seems to be pretty easy. It will take your recording and transcribe it for you. Then all you have to do is edit. It makes the it makes the process so super easy. And if you're gathering research and talking to people, um, you use your recorder for your interviews, and then then you just transcribe it and create your content that way. So there's so many tools out there that you can use to help help make the process easier. You don't have to sit down with your computer or sit down with your pen and paper and and write everything. There's lots of ways to to do it so it's not it's not painful. Yeah, I love that idea because sitting down having a conversation with someone I think is at least for me personally is um a lot easier than me sitting down and trying to put down ideas on a piece of paper. So, I love that yeah. when you me before I was like, "Yes, that is my ticket right there." Um how do you figure out what is going to be most interesting to readers? Um, and is it better to figure out a very niche topic or something more general that might be appealing to a lot of people? And I know you and I have had a couple conversations about mm -hmm. careful not to limit your your pool of readers. So um, yep. what are your thoughts there? So one of the things, especially with the, with women writers that I want to um, convey is I know that we have lots of experiences as women that make really good topics. I also want to be very careful that we don't limit our audiences too much because if we're limiting our audiences, then, then you're, there's other audiences that you're, you're not reaching. So my, even though you might have an expertise in a certain area, I like to help my clients find a way to broaden that so that you have a larger reach. So maybe, maybe there's an area in like say some technical expertise. Um, I really encourage people to, to look at how that topic can be broader and, and be interesting to more people. Um, so, so for instance, if you write a book about, about some topic that may only interest people in technology, then you may be missing an opportunity to get in front of people in marketing or people in um, communications or people in operations. So look at ways to make it a broader topic. Um, we do have exercises in, and the link to the resource that I sent you there there are some questions in that tool that helps you start thinking about who your audience is. Then once you understand who your audience is, that helps you when you start to look at your content to make sure that you're creating content that's interesting to that audience. But I really encourage you to try to make your audience more broad so, you, so that you're actually reaching more people. And one, the other thing that I try to do is help people write content 
that's when someone reads it, they want to recommend it to someone else. So that's a big part of what we do when we're, you know, when we're working on the content, when we're working on, on the structure is making sure that, um, you know, that you're, you're really creating content that's going to reach your audience and they're going to say, Hey, this is good information. I want, you know, this colleague or this friend to read this. And, um, Kat, I'll, I'll pop the link in again so that you have that. Um, and part of that question, the beginning part of it was, um, or a follow-up question was how much of an expert do you need to be to write on a topic? And, um, guessing a little bit of that has to do more with the story as it does with the expertise. But what are your thoughts and what have you seen so far, Jen? Well, you know, of course you you need to know a little bit about the topic you're writing about. Um, but again, if you include, there are lots of ways you can do research. I know lots of people that spend a lot of time on the research. And you can also, one of the things, it's such an interesting process that um, you can talk to other people. It doesn't have to be just what's coming out of your brain. You can go out and find experts. I um, had someone on my podcast kind of early on on the podcast, and he wrote a book about the Big Bang Theory. He was not an expert on the Big Bang Theory. He did research. He talked to people. He interviewed people. He he found it was a fascinating topic for him and he wanted to learn more about it himself. So he went out and learned more about it and then wrote a book about it. So, so you don't have to be an expert. There are lots of ways that you can find the information. And as a matter of fact, a lot of the books out there um, are based on, on someone going out and doing a lot of research and talking to a lot of people. So so it does, it could be a topic that, you know, you have no information about. You just have to go out and gather the information. So, which can actually be kind of a fun and interesting um, process in and of itself. Um, it's part of what I have to leverage because I don't know that I would consider myself an expert in anything, but um, I've. I've always been blessed to lead teams of people who I did consider were experts. And those would be the folks that I'd be going out and interviewing. Um, all right. Another question. How much actual writing talent do you think you need to have? Um, Marissa's had a deep desire to write since she was little and she does have a lot of pages. Sounds a little bit like your story in the beginning, Jen, um, that they don't go anywhere. Um, but her writing isn't concise as she would like. And uh, sometimes I write in run on sentences. Is there help? Uh, with that part, like editing? Um, you are not the only one that writes in run-on sentences. Most people do. Um, most of the books that I've edited, that's one of the biggest things that I that I work on is the, the big, long sentences. Um, so what I tell people is, number one, you are probably a better writer than you think you are. If you can think, if you can talk, logically, you can write. Like I said, use the recording tool if you're not comfortable with it. Um, and there are resources out there. There are editors out there. There are tools such as Grammarly. I would not solely rely on a tool like Grammarly, but it could be kind of your first pass to catch, um, you know, you know, to catch kind of the first round of editing. 
Um, there are people, lots of people out there that do that. If you don't know anyone, reach out to me. I've got contacts. Um, and we all need help. So, you know, that you can absolutely do it on your own. But if you find yourself stuck, um, there are lots of people out there that can help. They can help from coaching perspective, um, from a, you know, like we were talking about from the process perspective, from an accountability, if you want someone to just kind of keep you on track. Um, and there are editors and there are designers and there are, you know, lots of people out there that can help. And if, if you're not sure how to find them, just reach out to me. Awesome. And I saw mm -hmm. um, Asha said that she read every career dev book out there. Um, she didn't like the advice or disagreed with the approach. So she wrote a book that she wanted to read, which I think is mm -hmm. fabulous. Um, I yeah. know a lot of folks are going to need to jump to get ready for their next meetings. We all tend to go back to back. So um, Jennifer, I want to thank you for sharing um, a lot of good information with us today, as well as some tips on how we might be able to get started. And for those of us that have already started, how we might be able to get through some barriers. Um, there was a suggestion before we got started for maybe doing some sort of a chief group session or have some chief group coaching. If y'all are interested or if anybody is interested in that, please put it out in the discussion or DM me. Um, we can absolutely explore that. I personally would love to be part of a chief group that's working on books so that we can just kind of keep the momentum and maybe hold each other accountable, even bounce some ideas and laugh and have a good time, share a glass of wine or something like that. Um, and if there's any questions that we didn't cover that you think about and would like answered, feel free to put them in the discussion out there or DM me. I can get them to Jennifer um, and we'll look forward to using the resources and maybe having some sort of a group meetup. So Jennifer, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you everyone for joining us today. Thank you so much. I so appreciate the opportunity and love answering your questions. Please reach out to me. I think my LinkedIn is in the description so you know reach out to me and i'll put it in the in the chat real quick as well um so i'd love to hear from you awesome thanks everyone